Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Take a second today to subscribe, and you'll never miss another story. Today's episode is called Quinn Quillo, the Story Catcher. It's episode 24. I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to Episode 24, Quinn Quillo, the Story Catcher. Out in the woods, spring was springing. Spring had sprung? Spring sprang? Well, it was here, and that's all that matters. The cold, dark days of winter were over, and now the bright, warm cheer of spring had arrived. Now, tell me, dear ones... What would you say is the very first sign that the long winter has ended and spring has begun? Is it the faint tinge of green and pink seen in the tippy tops of trees closest to the rays of the sun? Or is it the tiny smiles from the crocuses peeping out from under the crumply dead leaves left over from autumn? Hmm, or the gentle sound of the rain, (gasps) tap, tap, tapping at your window in the morning, leaving just the faintest scent of green to tickle the tip of your nose when you step outside to let the cat out the back door. Hmm, or, oh, maybe it's that of the woodpecker working away on your neighbor's tree as you head off to school. Hmm. Well, once and long ago, before the last time, but not so soon as to be now, it was spring in the kingdoms of Greenbrier, very much like it is here. And in the pale, leafless trees, there was just beginning, why, just the earliest thought, really, about what the prettiest color of pink the blossoms might be, and which branches might be the nicest for the birds to build their nests in the trees. Hmm. And on just such a day as this, an unexpected sound came singing through the woods. My lady spring, my lady spring, she wears a primrose gown, and all the bay. Peace.
that was? Why, mighty fine indeed. It was a wandering minstrel, sometimes called a fool. And since the month was April, well, he must be an April fool. How about that? Hmm. Now, I know, I know. These days, calling someone a fool will get you in all sorts of trouble. But back in those days, well, it was just a bit different. A fool is what you might call someone who was just, you know, a teller of jokes or a singer of songs, a storyteller. Why, they are delightfully fun folk to have around, if you can find one. Which you almost never can. For, mm, These fools are rare, rare indeed. Although, here in the three kingdoms of Greenbrier, there are more than the usual amount, truth be told. For the kingdoms of Greenbrier, well, some call it the land of fairy tales, for it's where fools come looking for songs and stories, enough to share and sing and tell to folks far and wide across the land, and then they come back and get some more. For stories and songs, they want to be told. But if no one takes them out of the three kingdoms of Greenbrier, well, then no one will hear them, will they? Um, But how do these storytelling folks come by these songs and stories in the three kingdoms of Greenbrier? Well, my friend, you're about to find out. (laughs) Now, our friend the fool, whose real name was Quinquillo, was resting on an old stone wall along the ancient road from Fimbley to Leebrook, deep in Hawthorne Grove. Quinn was wearing what he always wore, a scarlet cap and a yellow jacket with golden buttons that had been given to him as a gift from a king for a story well told. Quinn was also wearing a smile upon his face as he so often did. For a traveler's life of song and story suited Quinquillo just fine. And his old guitar had traveled with him far and wide, a trusted companion across this wide land from one side to the other, entertaining kings and queens, lords and ladies, yes, but also more common folks like barkeeps and travelers, bakers and farmers, soldiers and sailors and moms and dads and children just like you. In all the places our friendly fool would go, he would collect the melodies and the tunes of the folks that he met, the poetry of the cicada's summer song, and the happy laughter of children playing, and the colors of an early moonrise on a cold winter's night, and the smell mm, of freshly baked bread. And all of these bits and baubles he would weave into his work. If you could call what he does work, No, Quinquillo likes to say that it was all he knows how to do and all he wants to do, so it never feels a bit like work to him. It feels like breathing, he'd say, so naturally it comes to him. For he came into this world a fool, and he would go out that way too. Now, being as how it was spring, Quinquillo stopped to sit for just a moment in the woods instead of rushing off from one castle to the next just to earn his bread and keep. And he took a little minute to catch his breath and listen intently to the woodpeckers drumming out a beat in a nearby tree. 
He collected the rhythm into the pocket of his mind, and he kept it safe for another day when he might need it in a tale he was telling. And then Quinquillo got very quiet, and he said to himself, I have a new story, and it goes like this. Once upon a time, there lived a wee small mouse with such courage and strength that he would even try to sneak the last bits of bread out of an old fool's lunch bag when he wasn't looking. (gasps) And with a sweep of his hand, Quinquillo snatched up a small mouse, one of the smallest mice that he had ever seen straight out of his lunch bag, and with a laugh, he sent him on his way. Off you go, wee mouse, said Quinquillo. And as the mouse scampered away, Quinquillo was almost certain that he heard the mouse say, I am not a mouse. I am Brisbane, the conqueror. And Quinn chuckled to himself. Quinquillo thought he'd heard a story about a Brisbane the Conqueror now that he thought of it, but, hmm, what was that story again? Hmm, that little mouse seemed like quite a character, hmm. And as Quinquillo sat on the stone wall, why, all the creatures in the woods around him could tell that he was no ordinary human traveling along the road. And when he strummed his guitar, it was like a little call to come and share a song or a story with him. Chick, 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 chickory, chickory, chick, 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 chickory, the squirrel sang to him from the trees. And then old daddy squirrel, the squirreliest squirrel that ever there was, came to have a seat right beside Quinquillo, just like an old friend would. And Quinn listened and asked questions and laughed and laughed and laughed at the stories that the old daddy squirrel told him. Really, you did? said Quinquillo. Well, I'll be. That's quite a story. Is that true? said Quinquillo. And when the old daddy squirrel nodded that it was, Quinquillo bowed low to him and thanked him for his time and his tale. Quinquillo collected old Daddy Squirrel's story into the pocket of his mind to keep it safe for another day when he might need it in a tale he was telling. And then down came a morning dove, came to have a seat right beside Quinquillo, just like an old friend would. She was as lovely as the day is long, and she sang Quinquillo a song, so sweet and so sad of her stories and her troubles and her joys. And Quinquillo listened and asked questions and laughed and cried and nodded in understanding. And when she was done, Quinquillo bowed low to her and thanked her for her time and her song. Quinquillo collected her song in the pocket of his mind to keep it safe for another day when he might need it in a tale he was telling. Sneaking up with his mask upon his face, a rascally raccoon jumped up next to Quinquillo just like an old friend would and he sniffed. <laughs> Hiya, Quillo. Nice to see you again. And Quinn greeted him and complimented him on his fine coat of fur. 
Queen Quillo asked questions and listened and snorted with laughter and shook his head at the stories that that rascally raccoon told him of the mischief he had made. And he chuckled at the rascally raccoon's bragging about all the messes he had gotten himself out of. And when the raccoon was through, Queen Quillo bowed low to him and thanked him for his time and his story. Quinquillo collected that story into the pocket of his mind to keep it safe for another day when he might need it in a tale he was telling. Quinquillo looked up at the sun to see if he had time to catch one more story when out trotted Mama Possum of the Longtails tribe. Mama Possum squinted up at Quinquillo with her dark, suspicious eyes and she shook her head Nope, she decided she didn't like him. And in her possum voice, she said, You, man, who are you? Oh, me, ma'am, said Quinquillo. Why, me? I'm a fool. What's a fool? asked Mama Possum. Well, a fool like me is kind of a story catcher. Stop shilly-shallying and ward-smithing, man. Just tell me what you are. A story catcher? What's that? Well, ma'am, thank you for asking. A story catcher as well. Eh, One part listener, one part storyteller, one part dreamer. Oh, the world has too many dreamers in it snorted Mama Possum. Who gets anything done with dreamers just lying around, doing nothing? Too many dreamers, ma'am? Why, I would say there are far too few, said Quinquillo. Well, dreamer, story catcher, personer, don't you have somewhere to be? asked Mama Possum. And Quinquillo responded, I am a man of my own making, ma'am, and I am always where I need to be. But I am on my way next to the town with the leaning clock tower that sits beside the river. And now it is indeed that magical moment when the light of the sun and the length of my path match up evenly. So I will indeed be on my way. And off Quinquillo walked then, with his guitar slung across his back. He could not wait to tell the children of the town with the leaning clock tower that sits beside the river his latest stories. He hoped they would enjoy hearing them as much as he would enjoy telling them. And I hope you'll listen too, my dear ones. (laughs) Snip, snap, snout. My tale is all told out. Come back next time and we'll hear the stories that Quinquillo has for the folks of the town with the leaning clock tower that sits beside the river. Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today and never miss another story. Oh, and speaking of another story, you know Brisbane the mouse who was trying to steal Quinquillo's lunch? Well, if you haven't met him before, he is in episode 6, Tom and the Goblins. So if you haven't met him yet, you 
you should go over and check that out. He's pretty fun. The best places to follow me and my dog, Roxy, are on Instagram at April 8 Songs and Stories and on Facebook.com at April 8. And of course, on my blog, April8.com. And that 8 is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. And if you'd like to send me an email with a picture you've drawn or a question that you have, I would always love to hear from you. And you can just email me at april at april8.com. How easy is that? And if you and your children are enjoying these tales, please share the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast with your friends and family and take a minute to write a review to help other parents find these stories for their own children. Until we meet again, remember, I love you. And you are wonderful, just as you are right now. La, 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 la.